Welcome, welcome. So queer and Christian are fortunately for me, two words that no longer surprise me when paired together. But as my old time friend JJ and I mentioned later in this episode, I could do an entire podcast series just on the stories of the rainbow of the church. JJ Gerber, also known by John O'Josh in the pop music world, is an actor, singer, dancer, who's graced hundreds of stages across the world. With deep insight into being gay in the Christian music industry and growing up as a pastor's kid, JJ shares with us today how he faced the harsher preachings and reprimands of misguided teachings about being gay in the church, hiding in his workplace for real threat of losing his livelihood, and escaped the enrollment into one of America's quote-unquote conversion therapy camps, otherwise known as reparative programs, supposed therapy that tries to heal its participants from their sexual orientation. It's as horrific as it sounds. By sharing experiences of healing, mourning the lives of LGBTQ who've been lost due to unacceptance, and in celebration of the fact that we are worthy of celebrating ourselves and each other, let's hear what JJ has to say here and now on Body and Wine. We're so hungry. We're hungry for more. The body of those listening is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and together we desire and agree that it is in good health. Body and Wine podcast encourages guests to freely discuss their experiences, ideas, and opinions. These beliefs and stories are representative of the individuals that share them. Amongst laughs and bits of wisdom, these conversations can also include varying challenges related to belief and sexuality. Please use your discretion as you listen, and as always, take care of yourself. Hello, and welcome to Body and Wine, conversations on sex and spirituality. I'm Charlie Gray, and I'm sitting here with my old-time friend, JJ, John O'Josh. Yeah. Who do you go by now? That's right, yeah. My name's JJ Gerber in the theater world mm-hmm. and John O'Josh in the pop artistry world. Cool. Yeah, I'm a cisgender, pansexual Christian mm-hmm. who grew up in the church. And my mom's a pastor. My grandfather's a pastor. Mm-hmm. My brother was a youth pastor at one point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> um, right. Yeah, my uh, my sister's Resident husband family. did some worship pastoring for mm. a bit there. My dad was a children's pastor for a small time at our church. Wow, yeah, yes. For a very short time. Wow, I totally <laughs> forgot that. Almost my entire family has uh, been pastor. It's like almost <laughs> genetic at that point. You're like, almost what's going on genetic. here? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Actually, I think the first thing I said when I was a kid was that I'm going to be a pastor of Disneyland. <laughs> so yes. my parents heard Can me you say. still do that? Because I, that's I actually achieved that goal, kind of. Yep. How did you do that? I was in a Christian kids band that yeah. went and was asked to perform down at Disney World. So Amazing. Dreams do come true. Dreams there you do go. come true. Disney's and I did making that. it true for everyone. Yeah, that was the thing. It was actually really exciting. I was like, oh my goodness. This is like what I said I was going to do as a kid. Cool. You can, <laughs> now you're done. You've accomplished your I've main accomplished goals. I've accomplished my, all my goals. <laughs> yeah. goals. Yeah, oh, so, cool. uh, so yeah, that's right. I, I do that. I love to act and sing and write and dance and artistry is a big part of who I am, mm-hmm. but I think sexuality and religion and spirituality mm. can also be a big part of, not can't, it definitely is rooted mm. in who I am yeah. as a human being. And and it's interesting how life can cross with all of those. Weaving in and out. Weaving in and out. Yeah. So for me, I uh, 
I was in the closet for a long time. Mm-hmm. I remember we actually went to church together back in the day in Brampton. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking about it. It was kind of fun because every thought, like every memory I had of you was just like, when I think of JJ now, like looking back then, I just think of movement. Like you're just like always moving and your hair and your curls were just big and kind of like <laughs> following after you or keeping time with you, you know, just lots of smiling. And yeah, like you said, just singing, moving, acting, joking around, chatting with people. I cut off my hair and everybody was like, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like to do that. I like to shock people. <laughs> just every so often. You gotta mix it up. Yeah, yeah, maybe that's why I came out of the closet, you know, just to shock people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in 10 years, you're just going to go back in. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No. <laughs> it's too much fun. I think, this one's, I think this is going to stick. Yeah. <laughs> so then when you say you came out yeah. of the closet, mm-hmm. yeah, what does that mean for you? It was a real journey hmm. for me. Yeah, I mean, growing up in the church, I went to a Baptist church for time, but my family was very involved in, in different denominations across Toronto. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you knew this, but before I have any memories anyway, because mm-hmm. my first memory is actually at our church where, where we met. Um, but before that, my parents went to a church called Toronto Christian Fellowship, which turned into a cult. Oh. Not to be confused with Toronto Airport Christian Fellowship. Very, oh. Two very different places. Okay, I was going to say I've heard of that, but I guess I haven't. No, I've heard it, of the was, airport one. Yeah, and it was a very charismatic church that mm-hmm. got really controlling and started saying that mm-hmm. anybody who disagreed with their mentality mm-hmm. was a demon sent to kill everybody. And wow. It was pretty intense. And, wow. and It's amazing that they can tell that from another human being. That was the thing that people were believed. Wow. They, they, believed, they fully wow. believed it. And my mom and my so dad, scary. they spoke up and they were excommunicated. Wow. Would that have been when you were, were you alive at that I point? I was barely still? alive. Like okay. I was just a baby. They were young family kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. So this is like 1988. Okay. But they were so indoctrinated in this specific cult that they still took the kids Mm-hmm. And they would drop, they weren't allowed to be on the premises of the church, so they would drop us off, oh, wow. and we would have to go to the church, and then they would pick us up later, and then wow. eventually they were just like, we can't do anything with religion anymore. And so they left the church entirely, and denounced God, and burned their Bibles mm. for a short time. Really? And then they met this man who was a pastor at Brownlee Baptist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like he's an amazing man. Wear, like, a blue suit sometimes. He always wore a blue suit. Yes! Yeah. I totally remember him. Yeah he, yeah, he seemed like sage, like wise sage He really is the wise sage. Yeah, okay. And, and he basically sat my parents down and were like, everything they said here was wrong. And then mm. from that, I'm, I'm actually really happy my family had that experience, mm. because... It instilled in us a longing for truth, an extreme disdain for people who think that, that mm. the, the sound of them talking is more important than looking for truth. And that the truth, that mm. search to its nastiest point can get ugly. Can get and, really ugly. Right, yeah. Yeah, so, but that also meant that growing up, we didn't just go to one church. We went to multiple denominations. Yeah. We were very non-denominational in you, that sense. As a question, did yeah. you go to, because um, I went for a, like a short time to this small youth mm-hmm. group that was near my house at like Queen of McLaughlin. It was like super small. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so I did yeah. go there for a bit. Okay. Lovely people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went to the youth group. I didn't go to their main service. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I just went to the youth group too. Yeah. Yeah. Very charismatic, very fun. Lots of dancing, lots of candy. <laughs> oh, candy. Why did yeah. I repress that? That sounds like a great memory. <laughs> it was a good memory, I yeah. gotta admit. Uh, but yeah, so I went to a lot of these different things, and, and I remember going to these youth retreats, because like, all these different churches would have big mm. youth retreats that they would do, Yeah. and there was this one that I went to, and in the youth retreat, I think I was like 13 or 14, and I hadn't fully figured out that I was gay mm-hmm. yet, mm-hmm. or I mean, or on the spectrum, because 
I would say I'm pansexual now, if I'm being honest. I mean, at the time, I, if there weren't, pansexual wasn't yes, a term that yes. really used. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah, you're like, I'm either one or the other. So, was, exactly, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If there's a strong pull, then. Exactly. And so I hadn't really figured that out fully, even mm. though the part of me knew it. And I remember hearing this pastor speak from the pulpit mm. saying, and right now, I can feel the power of God saying that there is a man who is currently in bed with another man and he's realizing that that he's in the wrong place at the wrong time and Whoa. he is going to be redeemed right now Whoa. and I can feel it. it. This might be happening in the United States. I don't know where it is, but it's happening right now and he is being saved from his... Oh from his homosexual sin. I'm like crying so like, much. <laughs> and like, I'm, I remember this so clearly. Wow, like, yeah. Clear as day. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, wow, being gay is wrong. Wow. You know what I mean? Like that yeah, was... Yeah, someone's that convicted. Yeah. Yeah. Like that is... This was what young JJ Yeah, was thought, absorbing. Yeah. Was observing. Was yeah. absorbing and, mm -hmm. and fully took in. Yeah, yeah. And from that moment, I was like, I'm not gay. Wow. I'm not gay. I'm just going to choose not I'm to just be gay. I'm choosing not to be gay. Yeah. And I think at that moment, I accepted the fact that I knew that I was gay huh. and that I wasn't going to be gay. Wow. And it, up until that moment, I wasn't sure. I was like, I don't know what I am. Yeah. Like, yeah. But then hearing him say that, I was like, shoot, I'm gay and I'm not going to be gay. I am, I'm but not I'm not. Gay. Like I'm one not sentence. Gay. Like literally, I am, but I'm not. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Shoot. <laughs> <Right>? that... <laughs> at this point, I was just like, no, I'm not. Can I just ask a question? Go for Were it. You, do you remember being like, I am, but I'm not? but like still a bit of fear in you or Terrifying. like, okay. Terrifying. It wasn't oh. like you just turned it off and then it became not a thing. For no, 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 no. Okay. It was, no, no, no. It was never, I was never not gay. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I was yeah. never but not But you were gay. like really able to not repress it. <laughs> I, was, yeah. I was like a hundred percent just saying, yeah. I am going to live this way Wow. because I believe that God wants me to be straight. So it's like, I uh -huh. am, but I'm not, but I am, but I'm not, but I am, but I'm not. Like just constantly like constantly. over and over and over. Constantly over and yeah. over and over and wow. over and over and over mm. and over and over. So that was my life for a while there. Yeah. And yeah, of course you have crushes, but you're like, no, I don't have a crush. You know, right. it's like, oh, this isn't happening. This, yeah. uh, that's not a thing. That's just a really good connection. It's really a great good connection. friend. Yeah. Really great friend. Yeah. Brother yeah, in yeah. the Lord. Totally. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they don't have a great butt. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> Stop looking at their butt. Stop. Close your eyes. <laughs> Close your eyes. <laughs> Look at boobs. Look at boobs. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. When I went to university, so actually, so I should probably go back in touch. Yeah, yeah. We're doing um, all over this. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was the first step, I guess, mm. was me being like, no, I'm not going to be gay. And then high school ended. Mm -hmm. And I had great experiences through high school with mm -hmm. our youth group. A lot of, I mean, mm -hmm. our youth group was not like that. Mm -hmm. I didn't experience any homophobia, even though I was terrified that wow. everyone thought I was gay yeah. and that because everyone thought I was gay, they were going to think I was going to hell mm -hmm. and that I didn't, that I was a pariah, like that I didn't deserve to be friends with anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So I overcompensated by being, like... by trying to be friends with everybody. I felt safe, but I was also terrified mm -hmm. that... I wasn't butch enough, that I wasn't mm. bro -y enough. And I, I mean, I was in a dance crew that was performing all over the place. We were, and so like, I tried to go thug and yeah. be like, oh, I'm a hip hop dancer. And I'm like, so cool. Cause I'm break dancing, doing all this really cool stuff. You're not going to do just like, like a pirouette all of a sudden. Or no, something I, I mean, like I hid that I sometimes mm. did pirouettes. <laughs> Nobody knew that. <laughs> you probably did them so well. <laughs> yeah. Before I started break dancing, I started, like when I was a kid, I did jazz dance mm. and stuff like that and tap and all that yeah but yeah so that's why i was like oh yeah i'm gonna be super bro -y with this and right. like focus on that and high school ended and i was still in that mindset mm. and not only that but i also was like i was all about jesus and i'm not and i i, I am personally still a christian mm -hmm. i am also still about jesus to be clear uh nothing has changed on that front mm -hmm. other things have changed 
at the time, my biggest thing was evangelism. And I was just like, I need to tell everybody about Jesus. And I'm a good dancer, so I'm going to do that through hip-hop. And I was like, let's dance hip-hop and yeah. talk about God. That was what I did. Right. Like, that's exactly what I did. And we yeah. toured all over the United States and Europe yeah. and had some great opportunities. And then mm -hmm. I ended up getting picked up by a TV organization, like a TV show, that became like a band and mm -hmm. went all over the place. Mm -hmm. And... and Specifically, where who I am as a pansexual man who's a mm -hmm. Christian mm -hmm. is constantly under fire from Christians and the LGBTQ community. Yeah. So it's one of those things where for me, I have to be so careful about what yeah. I say. You're walking and a lot of lines. It's a lot of lines. And I could do a <laughs> lifetime of podcast on just people in or having been in the Christian realm. I could give yeah. you a list. Yeah, totally. Like I don't I mean yeah. I don't know if you saw that post that I that I made on Facebook. Uh, um, which one? I made a post on Facebook have. about a show that I did which wasn't the greatest experience. Okay. Oh and yeah. I, I was I was asked to well, I was gonna have to jump through a lot of hoops. Hmm. Specifically due to my sexuality, if I were to stay as the role that I'd been hired to do. Right, wow. And I chose not to do it, and I made a post about it about mm -hmm. two years later, mm -hmm. because there's something that, that sticks with you. It just, totally. it just does. Everybody is spiritual to some degree, mm -hmm. whether or not they're religious mm -hmm. or believe in God or not. I think everybody, it is so important to, to realize that finding your center, mm -hmm. finding your breath, finding... Mm -hmm where your body lies in the world, where you exist, mm -hmm. that is your spirituality. Figuring out how you interact with the surroundings around you. Because that's not just like, sexuality is not just about having sex. Mm -hmm. It's about everything from gender orientation to desire to what you feel comfortable with in terms of roles and relationships. Yeah. Like it's also kind of knowing a little bit of yourself and where you stand and how you interact with the world around you. Yeah. And after I made the post, a lot of people reached out to me wow. in Toronto and across Canada and the States. Mm -hmm and said that they were going through the exact same place. Wow. Sorry, through the exact same thing. Mm. Either at the same location. Mm -hmm. I had 15 people message wow. me from the same location. Wow. Say that, saying that they were dealing with the same thing. Wow. Literally close to 65 people mm. message me. Wow. Saying, I'm in the church dealing with this in some way. Yes. Not the exact same, right. but very similar. So yeah. similar that like you could cross hairs about it. You know yeah, you, you know could just I mean? change the name, change the organization, <laughs> and it's the same. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or it's about to I end myself up the have, I myself have been through the, almost the exact same thing. I mean, not in theater, but or something mm -hmm. else. And You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah taking from yeah, a position of leadership mm -hmm. and you're in a church and they say the only way you can stay here is if you denounce this, right. this, and this and yeah. agree to do this, this, and this. Yeah. And the thing that I found that was actually the most interesting is that every person that spoke out lost their job. Hundred percent of them. Wow. No question across the board. Every mm. person that that had spoken out about it lost their job and wasn't able to find a similar position like that. Yeah. That they had. Wow. They had to go to like a, it was a good opportunity for them where they were. It and was a good was, opportunity yeah. where they were. Mm. And they were not able to stay in that opportunity when they said this mm. is ethically wrong. What mm. you're doing. So it not and, only was a horrible process mm -hmm. to go through, but then they were mm -hmm. actually their livelihood was maybe threatened or their, their career, career, the career was threatened, was threatened. Right. let alone reputation, community, Reputation health. was threatened. Wow. And the oh. churches did not change either. Hmm. And for me, the hard thing is, in my case, I've been very silent about the church that did that to me. Hmm. And I did that mainly because I see the good that the church does. Hmm. I see a lot of positive things. I hmm. know people that still work with them hmm. and do great things. Hmm but I haven't heard anything changing. 
And I made that post a while ago. Yeah. They've had time. Yeah. Anyway, at the time that I was in high school, spiritually, the dance crew was extremely positive. Mm-hmm. They were very supportive of each other. Mm-hmm. And people of all types were in the crew. Mm-hmm. And people that had all types of problems mm-hmm. were supported. That was really my safe space. And even though I wasn't out to anybody, yeah. I felt like... I could have probably come out to some of them. The people that we dealt with Mm -hmm. in that space were really open to people who would make mistakes. And for me at the time, I thought that I was a, I was a sinful person for being... That if you the, were gay and acted on it, yeah. it would be a mistake. It, it would, would be, be a mistake, right. which I don't think is a thing anymore, right. to be clear. Uh, at the time, mm-hmm. I was convinced that anything related to my sexuality, mm-hmm. my real sexuality, was wrong mm-hmm. and was a sin and was going to end, have mm-hmm. me end up in hell. Mm-hmm. Did you know of anyone yeah. at that time before who, you came out who was gay and you still thought, oh, they are... Mm-hmm. Sinning. My first kiss was to a guy pretty young, but at the same time, we I never really went past okay. that yeah. really. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, I kind of brushed it off, maybe brushed it off, or I guess. That too. And I also didn't see them as gay or anything like that. Okay. It was like a very personal thing, and I didn't know anybody who was out and proud mm-hmm. until high school. Mm-hmm. And and I think. I mean, anybody who knows somebody who's, like, crazy homophobic... Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Probably, yeah. yeah, yeah. Knows that there's some deep-seated self-hate in there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even if they're even if they're not actually, like, going to do anything about it... Right, it's right. It's just like... Yeah, totally. I was definitely homophobic in high school, and I look back on it, and I'm like... <clears throat> and I, I have to admit, I was homophobic in, yeah. in high school. Oh, I think I was homophobic in the sense of legitimately being scared of gay people. Not in the sense of like thinking, I don't want to be your friend. It was in the sense of, oh, if I'm your friend, they're going to find out about me. They're going to sniff you know it out. I mean? They're yeah, going to yeah. sniff it out. The gaydar. Yeah. The gaydar. <laughs> just going to stay away from that's, the gaydar. That's literally It'll never beep and go off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's such a thing, right? Did you ever have someone before you came out kind of just like almost innocently just assume that you were gay? Yes. Huh. In grade 12, I was on a trip to New York and... I was there with my theater mm-hmm. class, mm-hmm. and two of the guys were like, you're gay, right? And yeah. I was like, no, I'm not. Hmm. No, I'm not. What? I'm not. I'm not gay. I don't know what you're talking about. Funny joke. Cool yeah. joke, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hip-hop dancer. Remember? Watch me step. <laughs> yeah. 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 And I was like, mortified. Yeah. And I was just so I was going to say, we're laughing shook. about it now, but it's like... I was so was, shook. Mm. So very, very shook. Yeah. So then it what? So you were mm-hmm. kind of then... Going back to this journey, you're in this band and kind of right. like feeling now, supported, but not actually out in that, that context. Well, that was different though, because right. I shifted from being in the hip hop crew yeah. to being in a very public, I mean, the hip hop crew was public, don't get me wrong, mm. but we were... Not to the same... We, we were kind of like, there was a lot of us, There was we were all a bunch of people that mm-hmm. were just singing together and sort of dancing together, mm-hmm. so people kind of just lumped us all together. We weren't really individuals. Like, I mean, any person could leave the crew at any time and it wouldn't change if the crew went forward. When I ended up going on to the band, Mm -hmm. it was only four of us. So we were public figures and they were had a TV show about them. There was a whole thing. Yeah. People knew you. They knew me specifically. Right. And in the Christian, and it was a Christian band and Mm -hmm. in the Christian music world, Mm -hmm. There was no gay people. Wow. There was one, and he got shunned by the entire Christian community. Wow. His name's Tone, uh, T-O-N-E-X. Mm. He makes amazing music. Mm. He cracked, though, under the stress of, wow. 
of everybody. Like you can see it wow. on YouTube. Like yeah. how he's he's open about. It. He yeah. writes tons of music about yeah. it. It's, it's out. It's public. His, yeah. It's all over his music. Okay. He changed his name to Brian Slade, which okay. is a gay icon. Oh, okay. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it he's was out, proud, thing. loud. He's, he's yeah. pretty dang out and proud, okay. but also still very Christian, and it's a whole yeah. thing. His mm. music was like probably my biggest inspiration to wow. be honest at that time. Cool. At this time, going on a little bit, I was starting to realize that I was like. If I were to ever come out as gay, mm. everyone would eat me alive. Right. Like you the, have this example, it's like the Scarlet mm-hmm. Letter thing of like this is what will happen to you. Literally, if you come out. I'm I'm not kidding you when mm. I say like I was going on YouTube watching all of his videos because mm. I was obsessed with him. I still mm-hmm. am to a degree. <laughs> but I mean, the guy can run. The guy can riff cool. like for days. Yeah, I'm gonna look yeah. him up. <laughs> like just ridiculous. <laughs> nice. But yeah, so the, he. But the thing is that the comments on mm-hmm. his videos. I mean, they always say don't read the comments. Every single comment was a death threat. Wow. Every single wow. comment was, you're a demon, you should be dead right now, you should commit suicide, you're ruining the entire world, wow. your existence is awful. And is this coming from mostly... Christians. Oh. 100% Christians. People who are supposed to represent it love. It was 100% Christians. <laughs> there there wasn't anyone who wasn't Christian posting oh, on these things. Wow. And it was because he was a gospel artist first. Right. And then he came out of the closet. Oh. Like, this was a whole scandal that, like, happened, like, across BET. Okay. You know? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So wild. Yeah. But this is the thing. I'm looking at this, mm-hmm. and I'm seeing, oh, my gosh. They are eating him alive. Like, people want to kill him. People want him yeah. dead. Yeah. Or they want him to know that, anyway. They yeah. want him to know that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. There were thousands of these comments. But where do you think that comes from? Like, I mean, I could probably think about it too. But why do you think people who are Christian are so threatened? Enough to say that. Mm-hmm. Theological differences yeah. may be fine. I mean, people have disca- disagreements about everything. Sure, yeah. It's but to the, point, yeah. to the point of death threat by the thousands, like, what do you think that is? So this is, we're going back to 2007 right now. Mm. It, it's hard to believe how different the world is now Mm -hmm. from 2007. Mm -hmm. You do feel it's different. I wish it was more different. But it is different. But it is different. Yeah. It is 100% different. Mm -hmm. Would you say that in the Christian Mm -hmm. world also? Or... I would say that in the Christian world also, Mm -hmm. but not across the board. Mm -hmm. There are exceptions. Mm -hmm. Big exceptions. Mm -hmm. I've been across Mm -hmm. North America specifically. I mean, I I have performed in Europe a bit. You've seen many different audiences. I have been in literally probably tens of thousands of churches. Mm-hmm. And were they, what, would they have been a pretty broad stroke of denominations? Yes. Or were they more? Uh, everywhere, everything from Catholic to charismatic wow. to, you know, to yeah. extremely conservative. Okay, so then, yeah. T- tangent going back. <laughs> so you're watching this artist. Yes. Yeah. So I'm watching this artist and I'm thinking to myself, wow, I don't know how to deal with mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. And I think seeing him be so proud mm-hmm. about who he was mm-hmm. and unashamed about who he was mm-hmm. and still rep God, mm-hmm. even though everybody was doing that, I said to myself, you know what? I am going to continue to be an evangelist, mm-hmm. but I'm going to have to accept that I'm gay. Wow. And and that had to say... But come out or not yet? No, I wasn't out okay. of the closet at this so point. So you're accepting it. And this was just an acceptance. This was a very personal thing. Got it. Wow. The hard thing for me was that I still believe that that I was going to hell for it. Huh. Wow. Dang. But I was like, yeah. I can't change it. Hmm. And the thing... You're not going to deny it anymore. I'm not going to... Well, yeah. But I mean, I, this coincided with me going to university for a little bit because um, in the band, it didn't always work out that we could go all the time. So I ended up going to university for a first semester. And while I was in u- university, I was awful. This was probably like the In peak. mental health-wise, you mean? Mental, or mental health-wise, I was making bad choices. Okay. Yeah. I was making terrible choices. I was would go clubbing a lot and dancing with mm-hmm. people a lot and... Mm-hmm. And this is, so this is before I accepted it, but this is the kind of like what led to it. Yeah, it was partially sure. the Tony thing yeah. and partially 
that I was trying to be so straight mm -hmm. that I would I thought like maybe maybe I just need to meet the right girl. This is huh. what I kept on thinking, and everybody kept saying that. Yeah, everybody was just my mom would keep on being like, "Oh, when are you just gonna meet the right girl?" Wow, you know, everybody would just be like, "When are you gonna meet the right girl?" And would they say that and knowing what you were going through? No, no, no. They didn't know what I was going through. Okay, okay. They didn't, but of course, your but parents want you to be happy mm -hmm. and in love and mm -hmm. whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is tough for asexuals to hear. Yeah, <laughs> you know? right, totally. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. It's just yeah. very real. Um, so hmm. I was going out to the club all the time mm -hmm. and being an awful human being where I would, you know, dance with so many different girls mm -hmm. and kiss tons of different girls mm. and get numbers of all these different people and not have a lick of interest for any of them. Mm. And I remember one night, one of my lowest nights. Because you're just trying to figure things out. Yeah. But yeah, but yeah. then involving them, I guess, in a way. Yeah. yeah, one of my lowest nights, I got 27 numbers. Wow. Yeah. What? How did you do that? It was a thing. <laughs> we, we, it was a competition. We do a podcast on that. <laughs> I, I had a science. I was a really awful human being at the time. Mm. When I say, like, I lived by this because I was trying to yeah. figure out how I yeah, could yeah, meet yeah. the right person. Yes. Well, and, and this is what happens with... This, I mean, I, I feel like repression yeah. in of itself, yeah. when you see it across the board, this is mm -hmm. pretty common, right? Where you have individuals who spend maybe sometimes so long or put in such efforts to just kind of mm -hmm. like completely ignore a really fundamental part of themselves. Yeah. That sometimes it does lead to... It's not to excuse behaviors that are not appropriate, but that yeah. happens, right? It was it not just, It comes out in mm -hmm. really ugly ways, yeah, you know? It it, it's not like you can just keep it down forever. Mm -hmm. And so if you try to keep it down, it's probably going to rear its head sometimes. Totally. Like pretty toxic yeah, yeah. manifestations. Yeah. I mean, in, in the case of that, it was like, it was so misogynistic. Mm. It just was. Mm. <laughs> we, it was a competition yeah. with guys saying, oh, we're going to be the top boys on campus. Uh, I wonder how many of them are closeted gays. <laughs> one of them. Fair. <laughs> Actually, yeah. at least one of them. Yeah, I, I know at least one of them. Yeah, is. just like the overcompensation yeah. thing for me comes to mind. Yeah, and I, I know definitely at least one of them. That's another story. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, it's okay. We'll let him figure out his journey. Yeah, but yeah, then eventually I went to this party, and this girl who I had never kissed before, we were just hanging out in the back room, and she starts kissing me. I had been drinking, and I had definitely drank too much, and this girl. I was, we were just hanging whoa, out and then yeah. she kissed me Yeah. and I was like, whoa. And I didn't know what to do because she's a friend. Yeah. She wasn't a random person from right. a club. Yes. She wasn't like a random yeah. person. Where I you could just met. like, not that you should do this, but just push her away and run away and never have to talk to her again. Yeah. Which is not something you should do ever. No. But anyway, so she's kissing me and I'm like thinking to myself, I don't know how to, what to do. And we're still kissing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure at least not in this exact same scenario, but we've all been there. We're all of a sudden you're kissing someone that you don't necessarily want to or yeah. it was a surprise you know, just and I was like trying to make the decision you're just like very slowly like holding your yeah. mouth and like, <laughs> just totally. like wait for them to figure it out and you're like and I'm like do Hope I just wait stops? for like the, the right moment to be like uh, anyway, I did. I waited for the right moment. Then I was just like, I'm tired. Mm. I'm going to go to bed. And, oh. and my my bro, yeah. very straight guy, he's sleeping upstairs. Oh and gosh. we had said that we were going to like share a bed that yeah. night. Not in any way sexual. Like, sure. Very, very bro. Yeah. We're like bros. Got it. We're brothers. No homo. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm homo, but that was no homo. So yeah. I can say it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're out now, so we trust you. I know, it's <laughs> okay. So anyway, so I, you know, I get in bed and I'm like trying to fall asleep, and then I feel her crawling <gasps> into the bed from Whoa. my feet, underneath, in between Danny and I. Wow. And Danny 
does the worst thing I've ever experienced a friend ever do in my entire life. Oh, no. He starts singing some some Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> he starts saying, mix that milk with that Cocoa oh Puzz. Oh, my gosh. Milky, milky Cocoa oh Puzz. <laughs> with that Cocoa Puzz. Milky, milky ride. No. And I'm just like... No. How do I get out of this? Yes. I'm like, you know what I mean? Because you're like, like I'm tired. I'm not tired anymore. I'm I'm like, no, I'm like, this girl is clearly trying to like make a thing of yeah, this. Yeah. And my buddy is trying to be like, And were you just too scared it. to say like, no to her? Like, was it a reject, not wanting to hurt her? It was not wanting to hurt her. It mm. wasn't, it was also that I had this, mm. I had this persona at the time. Yeah. That I was this big guy on campus mm. that mm-hmm. got around or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like, the like right. was popular and that meant that he was and then it's kind of like prove it then like, <laughs> and it's like prove it then right. and that was the moment which was like prove it then right. yeah. and I was like because it's I, not I, like you're not... then just this like super straight guy who can confidently be like no I don't want that with you because you just kind of there's a sense of I guess kind of mm-hmm. like you were saying before maybe getting found out like if you don't exactly. sleep with her someone's going to question mm-hmm. are you straight as opposed to someone just saying oh you weren't into her that was exactly mm. exactly it and yeah. and so that and then like I think it was like a week later mm. I mean like I, I, oh, I should probably say mm. to end, the night ended I, I basically like was like hey I, I think they, there's like a bed in the other room for you I was Aww. like <laughs> <laughs> well, I kind of hope that she gets it at that point too. Like, maybe not that you're gay, but that she just you don't want to sleep with her. <laughs> like, yeah, there was yeah. that. You know. <laughs> just like, yeah, but she the, anyways, the she did, she okay. did. So, and uh, Black Eyed Peas was the lullaby. Everyone went to bed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah. That was the the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but then a week later, I watched that. I was watching those videos, like, mm. and, and it was just like wow. this whole thing. Do you know what yeah. I mean? At that point, moment, I was just like, okay, well, mm-hmm. I'm accepting this. It was mm-hmm. like that coinc- that coinciding with being like, no, right. I should be able to do this because I have a connection with her and I should be able to, but I know that I can't. Mm-hmm. So something's going on. So, so, so like I can't keep pretending to myself at the very least. Right. Maybe to the rest of the world, but I can't keep pretending myself. Body break. If you're enjoying what you hear, please consider checking out Body & Wine's Patreon page, patreon.com slash Podcast. Monthly donations of $1, $5, or $25 will help support the costs associated with the project. Either way, please share episodes and our Instagram at Body and Wine Podcast with friends and social media networks. Let's break down those taboos. Boo yeah. So that was it at that moment. I was like, okay, you know what? You're definitely not straight. Yeah. JJ. And, uh, you may be going to hell for it. Wow. And that's what I thought at the time. Wow. I don't think that anymore. But, yeah. But yeah, yeah, at the time, that's what that I thought. Did you feel that that was yeah. represented by mm-hmm. some of the friends that you were with at the time, the Christian friends? Like, were people talking belief-wise about people who were gay going to hell in your friend groups? Like, maybe not just the band, but in other circles? Or um, had you just... I had definitely heard people make fun of gay people. Yeah, there was definitely homophobia. There was homophobia. Yeah. There was no question about that. Friends, people I'd lived with, people from the youth group yeah, in definitely. passing. Even though it was a safe space most of the time, they had definitely made Yeah, that's comments. kind of... I was wondering when you said it was um, a safe space just because I remember mm-hmm. some like, homophobia. I remember some homophobia. I mean, either directly when it was mm-hmm. theolo- theological conversations, yes. but also, like, the mm-hmm. kind of, like, bro jokes that, like, would go too far there was just thing. a lot of gay jokes in general Definitely. that's what it was yeah and, and it's weird because when you're making gay jokes mm-hmm. you're pretending to be gay mm-hmm. most of the time mm-hmm. but in truth you're like trying to say i'm not gay that's right. literally the entire point of the joke yeah and is, you kind I'm of not say gay. it to and i mean there was definitely a lot of gay jokes in that sense i'm not thinking yeah. back on that i mean we literally said that's gay or that's homo yeah a lot all the time yeah i, I totally others. remember like that happening in general yeah. in my sphere being like kind of 
you're like, great. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. so again, I'm not gay. <laughs> or yeah, I am yeah. gay, but I'm not. I am gay, but I'm not. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, mm. I, for me, I, I absolutely believed that believed that mm. I was going to hell mm-hmm. for, for being gay. And I remember praying and being like, I don't get it. Mm. Why? And I was like, and I was like, but Jesus, you're so great. Mm. I still need to tell everybody about you, even if I'm going to hell. And well, so I went back out on the road. And I kept performing mm-hmm. and doing that. In the same sphere that you were In before. the same sphere that I was before. Mm-hmm. And we were asked to do a movie, and so I left school and I did that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do, because I was like, I want the world to know about Jesus and God, and, mm-hmm. and this is what I care about. Mm-hmm. And I remember somebody that was involved. Well, I had I just done a short stint on So You Think You Can Dance. Mm. Oh, cool. And they asked me, they were like, how can you be friends with... And they said this, like, really drawn out. They're like, how can you be friends with gay people? Well. And my response was just, it's not hard. <laughs> you know, they're good people. Yeah. <laughs> you know? They're a good and, person and they could be a good friend. <laughs> you know? And they're like, and then their response was, I mean, because like. They just couldn't wrap their heads around it. No, no, their it, response then. was literally, you, well, you know that if anybody was gay in this, you wouldn't have a job anymore. <gasps> Whoa. That was a direct that was a statement. Direct statement, direct threat. It wasn't like a threat mm. because they didn't think we were. I was gay, or any other people were gay. Mm. But why would they it say a, it if it isn't wanting to reinforce that that's just? I don't so know. no one come out because you know. Maybe I don't Otherwise, know. Otherwise, why do you have to say it? Why you know? do you have to say it? It's, but it's no, like why would it be totally said if it's not mm-hmm. something that they were afraid of happening? And like, and so we toured for many years. We did wow. a lot of that. And I remember there was this one convention we went to in Seattle. And the first year, there was this gentleman that would come and follow us around a little bit he played piano and he's like oh I would love to play for piano with you guys mm. and he was really sweet and whatnot and you know I wasn't like friends with him per se but because we were just like we're in town for a short mm. amount of time so you become quick friends but not really yeah, too totally. lasting so I didn't stay up with his life mm-hmm. the next year I we get back and and one of the people that's in the organization was like oh yeah he's not allowed to come back because they found out he's gay wow that was something they said wow and I was like mm. for real mm. like that's and this is after I'd already You've been like, I, this is who I am. Like, I'm gay. So you're. I'm gay. Yeah. And this person, people found out that he was gay, and, they and now come back. he's not allowed to mm. to be a part of this sphere anymore. Wow. He's barred. Yeah, from this community. It's so intense. Just even find that out, I was, I was like, okay, you know, I have to continue to just do me, wow. and I, and I wasn't. And here's the thing: during all of this time, I wasn't being promiscuous. Mm-hmm. I wasn't mm-hmm. sleeping with people. Mm-hmm. The most that I did was that time when I was kissing a lot of girls yeah. trying to figure things out, yeah. which was wrong, which was right. totally wrong. Playing with girls' emotions. But that's even but a shame like, that you weren't allowed to, like, I mean, if you were touring for years, that's also a long time years. to just not feel free to, like, learn who you are in that way or express yourself if you wanted to, right. you know? I mean, those can be, like, long, hard trips to be able to, like, meet people or, you know, but you can never be free to never. just have, you have to kind of turn it off a bit in a way. Completely turned off. Mm-hmm. I was constantly terrified with them. And for me, I decided, after hearing that, I was like, you know what? Eventually, I need to leave this. I know I know that I want to tell people about God, but I can't do that here. Mm. Did you find... <sighs> did it affect your day-to-day life in terms of your Absolutely. health? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was constantly secretive. Yeah. <laughs> One of the people in the organization, they asked, they straight up said, we think that we should do accountability with mm. everybody. <sighs> in such a threatening way. <laughs> like, we're on the road together, so this is a positive thing we can do. Mm. This is post hearing the first thing, wow. which yeah. is like, if anybody's gay, yeah. you're not. So gonna that work just for sounds like anymore. Big Brother. Like, what do you mean by literally? Like, you mean checking in? Literally, mm. and I get that. Like, in your, if you're in a youth group, people they'll be like, yeah. I want to talk to somebody about my insecurities, or like, you know, mm. I had a drug problem and I want to deal with this, sure, and yeah. like, I need, 
Um, but this was like sexual. Yeah. You know well, what I mean? This was well, like, and that's where the mm-hmm. um, that's where church spaces can get confusing, right? Because yes. there's sometimes these really blurry lines where there's some amazing tools that are built within the community for the community that then get blurred into pressure yeah. or expectation yeah. or rules or when I say sexual it's about purity. purity yeah it's about purity. a certain expectation of purity yes yeah. absolutely hmm. yeah and and there was the, the whole mindset of if you've ever you know looked at somebody sexually mm-hmm. you know like oh my gosh that right. like if for them they're thinking oh my gosh that girl is so hot then meanwhile this is you're what like you there's so many cute about. butts around here <laughs> <laughs> You're like, okay, just put me in the front of the stage and then I'll be fine. <laughs> they can all look at my butt. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, no, I wasn't interested in anybody in my yeah, yeah, organization. Fair, fair. That wasn't a thing. Not even, <laughs> not even a little bit. Don't worry, I'm just Not kidding. that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they were thinking, no, yeah, yeah, more but they were, male, exactly. female. They were, they were thinking that. And for right. me, I was instantly just like, no, I have accountability partners at home. You know, I shut yeah. it off so quickly. I was mm-hmm. just like, I don't want to be well, accountable. Well, good for you. That's also a little bit like, we're and, already so intense in this environment. And, and like, when are we going to be doing confession? <laughs> like, do I have to come like, up with actually, lies? Yeah. Like, legitimately, like, yeah, confessions. Because yeah. then you would become people. a liar as well. Exactly. Right. That was a whole thing, right? Yeah. And, and so, in truth for me, I just didn't want to talk about it. I just mm-hmm. didn't talk about anything that wasn't Christian and job related with them. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. Which is legitimate. You're also yeah. like an employee. Yeah. And that's your job. And totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and for me, I made the plans that I was going to mm-hmm. still get my education so that well, when the day that that organization ended, I something. would be safe mm-hmm. in my own job. Um, and so recently I've been really on the mm-hmm. fence on whether or not I should stay silent about who it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just because I'm like, y'all right? need to hear. Yeah. <laughs> you need to smack too. Yeah. <laughs> it's so troubling the delicacy of relationship and and trying to weigh out like but there's good that's happening here so how do we yes. change the bad without ruining the good right like yeah. you know we, organizations go through this all the time where then by changing a policy they inevitably are going to end up losing money or donations from one side or the other you right, know right, um, right, right. and so then that impacts people receiving the goodness of whatever mm-hmm. the organization is doing. Well, so, so were you let go or were you... I you chose, chose not to, to... I chose not to do that contract right. under the rules But you were given an ultimatum, basically. I was given an, given an right. ultimatum. And the sad thing was for me, I always still wanted to be able to work mm-hmm. in Christian spheres. Mm. And so I was constantly looking for safe spaces. Right. Constantly. So did you, you found some safe spaces or at least saw that it existed? Maybe? Actually, it wasn't until I came back to Canada... Okay. For a bit mm-hmm. that I found some safer spaces. Mm-hmm. You can tell if a place is like, if they fired somebody over gossip because somebody happened to hang out with the wrong person, mm. then you're like, wow, the this second, is toxic environment. Th- yeah. There's toxic. And then you're, mm-hmm. and you're like, there's no way you're going to be okay with me being gay. If this person just talked to the wrong person. Right. Yeah. You know I mean? Oh my goodness. <laughs> right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately I do. <laughs> that, that's, that's, I've experienced that so many times. Mm. Anyway, so I was saying, so. Yeah. I remember actually the day that I found a safe space in Canada. This is jumping forward. So I should say, so I know a second ago, you I mentioned that I wasn't being promiscuous, mm. like sleeping around anything. And I wasn't, but I did meet somebody when I was at university. Okay. So one of those guys that I was being, that we were trying to like prove that we were cool yeah. and whatever, he was my best friend. Hmm. And I told him that I liked him eventually. Okay. And I felt hard for him. Yeah. And he liked me too. He did. He did. And he told you that or he didn't? He did. Wow. And we kind of dated. He was basically my first boyfriend. Okay. So I fell really hard for him. Yeah. Like really, really hard for him. Cool. And then I went off to do the, I left school and I went off to do the movie mm. and the whole deal. And and I was like, I mean, this is who I am, but I still want to evangelize. And long distance is always tough. Mm-hmm. 
Currently, I'm in a long-distance relationship, I should say, mm-hmm. and we're making it work. It's, yes. It's great. Great. <laughs> it is hard. Yeah. But in this case, it was really tough, and yeah. and eventually, it was Especially when you're much. also just processing, like, yeah. you need to be secret about it, and you're not sure he how you feel about yourself. He also grew up in the church. Wow. And was... I, th- I actually was close to coming out for him, Wow. and he really did not want to. Okay. I was like, wow, I found this guy that I'm in love with, and I want to tell the world about it. Yeah. And I wouldn't have told the organization that I was working for, but I would have told my personal family. Yeah. At this point, I was like, you know what? You were what? that excited about it. I was so excited so about solid. it. I mean, I was driving hours to see him every chance I could. Wow. Mm-hmm. I literally got an awfully, I got like a job that paid me $10 a week. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. What? I got a job that paid me $10 a week so I could drive to see this guy. And I made an excuse to my parents saying, oh, oh I have this job, so I have to go. $10 a week. A week. I am not... <laughs> Doing what? Teaching dance at this, like, gym. And it was just like... <laughs> Oh my god, that's good the things for you. you do for I was just going to say the when you you're in love. love. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I never told him that. But <laughs> <laughs> then you had a good excuse for him too. Just oh, I'm in town anyway. Yeah. That's literally what it was. Right. No pressure. Yeah. yeah. But the long distance was too much for him and so he mm. ended up breaking up with me. Mm. Not because he didn't love me, it just yeah. didn't work out. And I was heartbroken. Mm. I was just completely distraught and yeah. like didn't know how to cope. It was my first love. Wow. My first real love yeah yeah like not just like oh you know i, mm-hmm. I like this person no, but they don't like, like me deep back love, yeah. this one was like a very deep mm-hmm. very real yeah you know couldn't imagine going somewhere and, and like thought that we were gonna be together type thing um so i was depressed and i remember going on tour and i was just like and you can't tell anyone and i couldn't tell anyone oh and i got back from ohio after this really awesome tour because we were having these crazy break dancers and bikers and cool mm. things that were doing all these crazy tricks Mm. And like we had a lot of a huge team that was on tour with us, mm-hmm. and like thousands of people were seeing us every day, and it was so cool. And I was meeting great people, yeah. and I was just hurting, you know. Wow. And nobody knew because I like had a smile on my face yeah, all the time, but yeah. I was just so hurting. Wow. And I got home, and my mom, because moms are like that. First thing she says yeah. is, "What's going on?" Mm. Of course, she knows. And I came out to her on the side of the street corner. Wow. Yeah. How old would you have been? Nineteen. Okay. I was 19. So that's 11 years ago now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a long time ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she said, it's okay. We can fix this. Huh. And how did that feel? I love my parents so much. Mm-hmm. And at the time, mm-hmm. I still believed that being gay was going to send me to hell. And I also fully believe, I mean, I still do. I believe fully that, that Jesus can change anything that he mm-hmm. wants and he can do. Mm-hmm. He's all powerful, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Personal opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And at the time, I was like, okay, well, if, I mean, I've been praying to change, you know, since I heard that pastor say, yeah. and now I'm believing that the man is leaving that other guy, like I mentioned earlier in the yeah, podcast. Yeah, And so her saying that, I was like, okay, maybe. Wow. It's like a certain type of support that at the time still felt like what you needed, or was I, it not? I, you know what? Do I you wanted wish to... she say, she'd say something different? or I mean, now? Yeah. Absolutely. I wish that she had done the research or just been this, I mean she said I love you of course yeah. she said yeah. I love you and of course you, and, she did like that's not and in question and she does and never all. hasn't and yeah. the whole deal I wish that she I wish she knew more yeah. but she, they didn't know they, they knew less yeah. gay people than yeah. I did and I mean at first like it, in the churches we went to if you did if you were on the wrong side of mm. the of sin mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you would get sent to Teen Challenge mm. I don't know if you remember that I do yeah. remember Teen Challenge. Yes. 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 So Teen Challenge doesn't work for gay people. Do people send gay people to, to teen, challenge? teen Challenge? No, they don't. Oh. In Canada... It's more for, like, 
what, theft and, like, drugs and theft stuff? Theft and drugs and substance abuse mainly. Right. So they did their research, mm-hmm. and it's funny because now there's a movie about this place, mm. and they tried to send me to Love you're in Action. in a movie about this place? No, no, there is a movie oh, about this place. about the place that you went to. That I, I didn't actually go. Okay. So they tried to... So basically what happened was my parents, they did research, and they found about these different conversion therapy, mm. different wow. organizations, and the biggest one that was in Pennsylvania... Virginia, Pennsylvania. I don't remember which one it was. It was mm. one of the two. Mm. Was uh, was Love and Action. Okay. And that's the one that they made a movie about. Came out pretty recently. It, was, um, the... it actually came out last year. Okay. <laughs> and I mean, and a lot of the things that they showed in the in the movie mm. about Love and Action was pretty accurate from my side of it. So anyway, so I get this call from Love and Action. Yeah. And the first thing they say is, "What was your first sexual experience?" Mm. And Whoa. they're like, "How did you get there?" They, they they try to define this why you're gay. This is a call from them. This is a phone call. Literally the first phone call. they don't call. know you. They don't know me. Literally the first thing that I hear yeah. on this phone is, Hi, you're JJ? Okay, so I want you to tell me about your first sexual experience. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like the very first I'm like, thing. Like, I'm in like, shock, but I'm not, and that's what's so and then, scary. And then, they, and then they're like, okay, now I want you to tell me though the first time you ever <gasps> thought about the same sex. And then they start going to all these things, and they start so trying to define Aww. every single reason why I'm gay. Wow. And they say, oh, it's because this person did this to you. Wow. Oh, it's because this person did this to you. Mm. You know, And they're like giving me all these reasons psychologically. Oh. They're saying, this is why you're this way. Wow. I'm so sorry. And, I'm so fucked up. And, and for me, I was like, I mean, A, I was taken aback and like really yeah, nervous no to say all this stuff to somebody, yeah, to this like, guy sorry, I've never, what's your name? Like, never met before. Yeah, yeah. You know? And I do because my mother is standing like there. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Wow. And she's prepared to spend $6,000 to send me to this place for four months. Mm. And they were going to tell the organization that I was on tour, would have been on tour with, that I was going to be going on a spiritual retreat. Wow. That's what they were going to say. They had this whole plan. They had this whole plan. Yeah. And they, they, I mean, so after that, there was like three phone calls like that. There were like these phone yeah. therapy like things which were like thing. assessment things well, I want to were... know the credentials of people making those phone calls you know? <laughs> it was a lot who gave you and your degree and we should take it back so I mean that was yeah terrifying and they're totally like, trying to shame this yes. stuff yeah. out of you in yeah. a sense you know like they're trying to be like this is super wrong the way you feel right. you know there's like, you're so just much feeling... unsafety going on there yeah, yeah. like there's no safety going on mm. and then they send the contract which is like basically says this is what you have to bring with you and what you're not allowed to bring with you and I remember the list was insane it was like you have to wear t-shirts that are down to the to the elbow mm. you have to wear shorts that are down to the knee or past. Mm. You cannot listen to any music so that ha- that hasn't been given to you by them. Wow. And if you have a CD that you that's a worship CD, they have to, to listen to it. every single song to make sure that it is okay oh, to be listened my to. Goodness. If you have anything that's not clothes or your Bible or a notebook, Whoa. if you have a notebook, you need to make sure that they check it on a constant basis to make oh, sure that you aren't drawing no. like penises or something. <laughs> you know, oh, like like lists of these things. You're not allowed to have tape decks because you can record sounds of things wow. on your tape decks. And this so, like, is so, where like religion and cult gets very blurred to me also. This is yeah. absolute. This was like intense. You're also the other thing yeah. that was intense was like they were saying you're only allowed to speak with your parents on specific days out of a three month period. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And the only way that you're technically Why were they to, cutting you off from your parents? Because they were saying that you need to have no contact with the outside world. They didn't want any of the outside world to affect you and your psychology. For, for the three months, minimum three months. It had to be minimum three months, I should say. 
you said you didn't go, right? I did not go. I'm so glad that you never went, mm-hmm. but there's a part of me that's just like, I want to know someone who's been there because Jesus Christ, what was happening in that? Yeah. You know? Like, sorry for my language. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but literally, Jesus, what's happening in that place? Like, yeah. Like, that's but, so terrifying. And, and, like, I just get so emotional thinking about people who've gone through that. And the thing that was more terrifying for me, if I'm being honest with you, yeah. was that the only way you could graduate was if you stood up in front of a church of their choosing and said, I was gay and now I'm saved whoa, type deal. You know, they like denounced this in front of a, a huge congregation. Oh my goodness. You know what I mean? Like that was like their graduation. And I'm like, I'm in a public Christian group. Yeah. I can't just do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't just do that. You know, and, and, and on, Let alone on top do of that, I want to do nor that. do I want to do that. Yeah. And I think this was kind of like one of the breaking things for me was seeing this ridiculous prison list, mm-hmm. you know, Good. Yeah. and saying to myself, I need to research how many of these people actually change. And I did research mm-hmm. and I like found blogs and I found like online messaging boards and found people mm-hmm. and, and no saying? one, mm-hmm. like it was, it was 99.9. Mm-hmm. And basically what they d- would do is you would graduate and the people who would actually leave were just learning how to do flicks on the wrist. You know what I mean? They weren't changing. They were just, they're just choos- getting through. They're just getting survival. through. There's survival. <sighs> this is literally what it was. And like, of course there's always 1% because sexuality is fluid. Yeah. But there's, so there's always like yeah. that 1% of sexuality that right. can be right. fluid. Like you yeah. just can't control but that. But even then, how could you... But that's even, not something you can control. You no. can't. And could you imagine, <laughs> you know I mean? like even if you could quote yeah. unquote mm-hmm. change, my assumptions that I think are probably mm-hmm. fairly accurate in this case are that like, let's say you were kind of I don't know, like, let's say you were bisexual going in there or sure, something, totally. you know, and you On go in there and you are, you do Can't believe, you okay, no, actually I am straight. Still that process is going to be traumatizing for you. Like whatever is. they're teaching in that place is not necessarily going to be healthy mm-hmm. if you were straight. It's yeah. just going to be unhealthy and toxic for everybody. Totally. Like a hundred percent of those graduates, I bet you have some fucked up stories. I've, you know? I've heard Whether or not few. they came out. I've heard a few. I'm just like assuming. <laughs> like I've, I've definitely yeah. heard a few of them, but I, I mean, I obviously didn't end up going. Yeah. So you just have to. Well, it wasn't just that I decided not to. I mean, I was feeling a lot of pressure from my parents to go. Mm. And after doing my research and on the sense that they don't change people mm-hmm. and I wouldn't have become straight mm-hmm. by the end of it, yeah. I told my parents, I was like, look, if, if I go to this and I come out the same, mm-hmm. I'm never going to speak with you again. Wow. I'm never going to talk to you guys again. Wow. Because this list is prison. Yeah. Yeah. I do not want to go through this hell yeah. that you are currently putting me through, even yeah. through these like ridiculous phone calls, which I know are just going to continue. Yeah. In in person, yeah, that, that would be only and the like, tip of the iceberg. Yeah, like I, was, I knew that that was the tip of the iceberg, yeah. and that, they were awful. I'm not even kidding you. No, Those phone calls were so ridiculously awful. Yeah. And seeing the list on top of that, it was like a seven page list. Wow. Like of of, th- of do's and don'ts. Today's podcast was recorded on the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, covered by Treaty 13. And then they said, okay, we're not going to send you. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's good. They listened. They did. Yeah. They did. And they decided to try and just be like, okay, this is our new normal, which took time. Were you living at home at that point? Yes and no. Like, I was also, constantly going yeah. off into, to, to do touring and whatnot. Right. And, but when I was back, I would be living at home. And I should have moved out. Mm. But I was thinking, my money is in this touring thing. Yeah. And, and I'm literally achieving all of my dreams from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, every single person I ever wanted to work with, mm. I, that's a celebrity I worked with mm-hmm. because of my job. Wow, that's so big. How have you kind of like healed through all of that? 
that like at that point it was me accepting I'm not going to change because before that there was still some hope that I would become straight. So at this point I was like, we're here. Right. I'm really gay and I really am gay. I really yeah. am gay. I'm yeah. not changing. Yeah, and not Jesus, not. if you wanted to change me, you've had plenty of chances. Right. And I don't think you want to yeah. anymore. If you're all powerful, <laughs> Honestly, and, yeah, yeah, you probably could have yeah. anyway. So. You could have anyway. Right. I've asked you enough times. You haven't done it. I'm accepting that this is who I am. I Sorry, was, can I ask, did your all your family know, or was it just, like, your parents for a while? My parents, slowly my family, my uh, siblings, mm-hmm. but my parents didn't want other people at church knowing or, or other things like that, and I, I slowly... figure it out first. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I started slowly telling mm-hmm. my friends, mm-hmm. and, you know, I lost a couple friends, mm-hmm. and I, got, I gained closer friends mm-hmm. as it goes, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. That was kind of my larger coming out experience was there. I, I was still very in the closet to the organization, Yeah, but... In my personal life, mm-hmm. I was going on the. I mean, it's anyone who's who's on the spectrum, who's like yeah. on the kiddie scale, knows that coming out is something you never stop doing. But the start of coming out mm-hmm. feels like the biggest part, totally, because you have how many people you already know that you have to be like, oh, by the way, oh, by the way, oh, it's not going to be this as you're going to say, or oh. I'm coming out, but don't tell anyone because I still have this job, and like that's how it yeah. was for me for a few years. That too. was exactly it, was like, it. On the one hand, it was freeing mm-hmm. in some spaces, but then there was still that like Anxiety. terror and other. That's totally a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and technically, I haven't come out to that organization yet still but they've probably seen what I've done at this point yeah. I mean if they yeah. haven't if they, they haven't then that's yeah. them, but there's been no uh, reconciliation or apology there we haven't discussed anything wow. on that level has anyone um, that you worked with as like <laughs> just like an individual co-worker ever done that with you uh, Yes, actually. You know mm-hmm. what? I recently posted a photo of myself and my boyfriend mm-hmm. on Instagram, and one of the girls, she was a part of the organization, kind of behind the scenes, mm-hmm. and she said, oh my gosh, you look great together, which was mm-hmm. really sweet for her to say. That's nice. Yeah, yeah. it was. I mean, that's the smallest, weirdest thing, but no, it's like... <laughs> it's a big deal. I was talking to a friend earlier about yeah. this, that mm-hmm. sometimes when you have just those little uh-huh. beacons, even when it's a reaching back into history, Yeah. one thing that was hard for me in certain areas of my life was not having continuity from right. different spaces, and so mm-hmm. having just these people that either like knew in certain contexts about my entire identity mm-hmm. or at least later on I don't know said I supported you or now I support you or I'm sorry or whatever yeah. kind of helped me mm-hmm. see my whole life as a whole as opposed yes. to like looking back at the history and saying mm-hmm. like well there was my history in that space and there was my that was totally separate from this one because I was living different identities yes. or you know and so having those people just mm-hmm. I don't know has been really healing for me actually like oh, yeah keeping it all in like one picture or bringing yeah. it all into one picture in a way I totally agree. Mm -hmm. I mean, even with my parents, like, my mom and my dad always showed me so much love. Mm -hmm. Even when they were trying to send me to this thing, they were Mm -hmm. always saying, Jesus loves you, we love you, Mm -hmm. and you're you're not going to hell. They always said, you're not going to hell. That's good. Even though in my head I said that I was. Wow. Like, I I was convinced of it, and they they were always saying, JJ... We believe in you, you know, like you, we got your back. We're You're figuring this out help, with yeah. you. We're on this journey. Right. Which was amazing to have. Especially yeah. when that's a big fear, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like I no longer believe in the hell thing now, but that mm-hmm. I remember that being yeah. huge, you of know? Course. And if you really believe that that's an imminent yeah. thing for you, it colors everything. It colors like, everything. Yeah. It colors everything. And I mean, for me, I would start doing a lot more research because like, as I said earlier, yeah. my whole family's pastors. Whenever I was free and bored, I would constantly be scrubbing the entire Bible and reading every single thing that was anti-gay. Mm-hmm. Romans 2, uh, Leviticus, Corinthians. The you know, like, thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, like every single place where the Bible yeah. talks about... All four places. Right? No, Literally. Kidding. I'm serious. Yeah. All four places. Yeah. As, uh, three, four. Three, yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Five, maybe some of it loose. No, it's not five. Yeah. It's like not more than four. Mm-hmm. And I would study these things intensely yeah. being mm-hmm. like, 
how does this make any sense mm. that this is in the Bible? Mm. I don't get it. And then I found this piece of research mm -hmm. that changed my mind entirely about so much. And it was the original Bible has actually been retranslated. Like the Greek Bible and the Arabic Bible has been translated by a group. Yeah. Well, so many times. Numerous times, yeah. but has been specifically translated to say something different than mm. what the original text said. Mm -hmm. In a very important way for LGBTQ people. Mm -hmm. And this isn't talked about a lot because it's so taboo. I'm sorry, I'm going to get a little Christian easy for anybody who's not Christian. No, go this for podcast. it. It's great. Yeah. Um, but it's important but to know this. But this is part of it, right? Yeah. Both for people who are Christian <laughs> or people who aren't. Like There's, it's a very famous story about the centurion, the Roman centurion who goes to Jesus and says, he says to Jesus, I'm not worthy of you. I have this servant who is dying. And Jesus says to the whole crowd, mm -hmm. you have had faith. People, this man has had faith. You should have faith like this man has faith. Mm -hmm. Go home. He's healed. In the original text, mm -hmm. in the original translation, mm -hmm. the word that's that's used actually means male lover. Wow. It's not servant. It, it's in like a male. It's, it's definitely like... in a sexually male right. lover sense. And so the so him wow, coming to Jesus. Wow, I've never heard that before. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Like very important. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? totally. Yeah. And and the context of that and what Jesus responded with mm -hmm. was huge. Mm -hmm. You know, because for me at this point, I was always, I was basing pretty much my whole life on like Jesus's words, um, more so than other people's opinions, yeah, which yeah, I know sure. people that disagree with. That's yeah. the whole liturgy that's thing. Yours. That is my personal opinion. Anyway, so having Jesus say, not just tell a man that he's going, that he's healed, yeah. but tell the whole crowd mm -hmm. this man has had faith and you should have faith like this man yeah. that again is it's not saying like mm. oh he sinned but he's not going to hell it's just yeah. like he's good done that's exactly it yeah. he's like he's healed mm. go home he's healed very major so what did that feel like for point. you was it a pretty quick what it was or... literally just like a cracking of all of my shell reading wow. this i had to go and read the original greek it's not just like some random person. I'm just not going to read this random thing on a, right. on a website yeah. and hope that it's right. <laughs> you should send that to the camp that you were supposed to go to. <laughs> By the way, you might find this text interesting. It's been shut down. The United States okay. government shut it down. <gasps> good. Yeah, yeah, that was a, thank goodness. Oh, I mean, goodness, but that doesn't yeah. mean that there aren't thousands of other camps. No, that are similar. And there's or organizations and summer camps yeah. and churches. Mm -hmm. and, yeah. But it's good yeah. that it still was shut down. I mean, after the United States changed their laws, that, mm. that same organization emailed me personally for three years. Wow. Really? Yeah. So it took them a long Same. time to actually shut down. Whoa. Yeah. And they're mm -hmm. called Love in Action? Love in Action. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Now so they are good. fully shut down, yeah. but it took a long time for them to truly be shut down. Because they were so relentless, yeah. it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I, mean, I, could, I still have those emails. Because they thought that eventually I would go there. I want to read I was like, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, so you read this thing. It was a mind-blowing... It, it was totally a mind-blowing moment for me. Yeah. And, and I know that like I'll tell Christians this now, and they'll say, oh, but Jesus affirming gay people doesn't mean that it's okay to be gay. <laughs> And I'm like, then what does it mean? Then what does it mean? <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and so there's that level of it. And there's so many different varying perspectives on even just what the Bible is, how to interpret it, right? Because yeah. like then a lot of people mm -hmm. that I've talked to would also just talk about just the history of the text, this idea of God evolving with humanity as well. That right. like maybe if the same verses were written back then, they would have the same messages, but the context would be different. And so it just was also like a, a measurement of what people. Like you said, like what these humans knew at the time. But in truth, it that actually isn't contextually fully correct mm. because there were, mm -hmm. and this is one of the reasons why I speak specifically about Paul. Right. Um, because in Acts there is a documentation. I'm sorry, I know my Bible really well. Yeah, it's <laughs> cool. Case, yeah. I think at one point um, I did, and then I just I like, like <laughs> totally. It's all good. Again, talking about repression. <laughs> like sounding like super self righteous right now. I love my Bible so well. No, it's good. <laughs> I don't know this stuff, so you 
go for no. it. <laughs> Preach. Uh, this is literally from people being like, but yeah. what about this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's people who are like, yeah. you can't be gay because you're Christian. It comes from me being like, okay, I need to actually study this to understand yeah. where I stand. Yeah, totally. And Sorry, just for mm-hmm. listeners who don't know the Bible, mm-hmm. the Bible is put together by books, and, and some of these are books. Leviticus, these, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah Matthew, yeah. Romans, Acts. Yeah, these are, these are books of the Bible. Yeah. So, I mean... And yeah, so the one in the Acts, it's not the same as the one in Romans. The one in mm-hmm. Romans, like I said, he used a general term for sexual sin. Mm-hmm. And then it was extrapolated to be like 10 different things, which if you look at Romans 2 right now, it's like they say like yeah. a lot of different things there. If you go to Acts, however, they're talking about somebody, a relationship, mm-hmm. a same-sex relationship. Mm-hmm. And he says that they shouldn't have a same-sex relationship. Mm-hmm. And that was an actual positive relationship in the church. That other people support it. That other people support it. Wow. In Acts. So do you think culturally yeah. at that time there mm-hmm. were same-sex relationships going on? Yes, there were. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. The church actually supported some of these. Right. And the only person that really called it out was Paul. Huh. And then from there, that kind of started having this whole seated yeah. anti-gay yeah, yeah. thing happen. Wow. So why do you think <laughs> yeah. people don't know these things now? Is it being taught in Bible schools? Is it left not. out? Do you know like... how many Christians <laughs> won't go to Bible school if this was taught? Yeah, I know. I know. Like, think about I, that for one second. It's a bit of a rhetorical second. question. But I'm asking, you know, <laughs> because I'm not in that world anymore. Or just like, mm. but then what's the underlying reason? Like, why do you think people are afraid? They won't get afraid? funding from churches. Yeah. They won't get funding but from... But why won't those churches pay? Like, what do you think is the fear? Oh, so that's... This is moving to something Like, getting to the deep... Me. Yeah. Like, so so being in that organization that I was in, I got to work with people who were very influential at the top of the denominational chain, mm-hmm. meaning like the heads of the denomination, mm-hmm. people who are kind of considered on the top board of wow. directors who yeah. kind of enforce these laws going downwards. Right. And the thing that I noticed, I'm not going to name names. Yeah. They were terrified of what the underlings, what right. the masses were going to say right. about them. They mm-hmm. were like, they were constantly saying things like, JJ, you can't, like, I, we want you to do this contract. We want to sign you up for this contract to go on tour and preach the gospel to these people. Mm. But here's the rules. You can't ever have a glass of wine in your hand in a photo. You mm. can't ever be seen, seen shirtless. Mm. You can't, you know what I mean? Like, these yeah. are things you can't do. Yeah. You, I mean, obviously, I don't really swear very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah. Sorry, like, I do. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no judgment. But yeah. it's like, but you can't swear. You know, yeah. like, like, the list of things. And I, I realized they're terrified of what, the mm. masses of mm. Christianity are thinking that right. they're going to take them out of their position. Right. And the masses are saying, well, we're in this because of the rules that they place at the top. That's literally, it's like this never ending cycle that is right. going around right now. Right. And like this, one of those conversations that I had mm. was as recent as like a year and a half ago. It's so people kind of stay in their place because of fear uh, and the people at the top literally put that fear in place. So then where do you find hope in this or do you for the church? So I don't like to talk about it in hope. Sure. In those terms, I think that there's a lot of changes that need to happen. I think that people need to be educated. Yeah. I think that churches need to be educated. I think that there are changes that need to happen in the church. Like, a lot of churches right now are progressing. It doesn't mean they're all the way there yet. As a Christian, that it's important to know what your church actually believes, because most people don't. Like, I've been to churches where I thought that they believed something and they weren't. For me, personally, I've created these categories for mm. what a church is. Hmm. Anti-gay church, which means... If you come out there, you're going to be not shunned. Welcome. You're yeah. not welcome. If yeah. they find out you're gay, they're going to be like, you heathen. Literally shouldn't come. You yeah. really should not come. Right. Those are the worst. There's not many of those churches anymore. Mm. Which means we are progressing because 2007, right. there were tons of those churches. Totally. That's When I say we are progressing, that's the type of progressing I mean. From the worst, we've gone a step closer to what yeah. we want. All right? yeah. <laughs> then there's gay accepting churches. Well, I, I call them this because they're, they're probably more in the majority right now mm. across Canada and the United mm-hmm. States mm-hmm. where they say, you're gay, 
come to our church. Mm -hmm. We want you to be a member. We want you to tithe. We want you to mm -hmm. give your, us your money. Mm -hmm. We want you to be seen and to show that you're here. You are sinful. You will never be on the leadership team. You will never, ever be in any place of leadership. Right. Hence your, you, your air quotes around the word accepted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You, you will never work yeah. at our institution. You will not be a choir director. You will not be behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. You will not be an, a receptionist. Mm -hmm. You will not be a janitor. <laughs> you know but I mean? we love you. You're but welcome. But we, we really want you to sit in our pews. Mm. That is majority mm. Mm -hmm. of our churches today. A lot of gays go to these churches and they don't realize that they're mm. just gay accepting mm. because people say to them, come. Because they say, please come. They don't know that they're that they're only gay accepting right. until they're kicked off of the worship yeah, team. Yeah, or I was going to say, there's that awkward conversation out. where they want to work in Sunday school. And yeah. Like, mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Literally. Hundreds and yeah. hundreds and hundreds of those stories. Yeah. Hundreds of those stories. Thousands. And then there's gay affirming. Gay affirming is one step past gay accepting, mm -hmm. where they say, come and be a part of our church. Um, there are certain roles that we think you should, you'd be good at. Mm -hmm. We may even consider having you as a pastor. Mm -hmm. We don't know. Mm -hmm. It's on the fence. That's like, that's a blurry line. Yeah. You know, but we're happy that you're here mm -hmm. and we want to celebrate. Well, no, no, that's no, sorry. I don't want to use the word celebrate. We, <laughs> it is, it yeah. literally is. That's exactly right. what it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we want you to be here. We want you to help out. Mm -hmm. You are, you're an active member of our church. But we also still do preach that being gay is wrong. Mm. We'll say gay being gay is wrong, mm -hmm. but we are still okay with you being on leadership on leadership yeah. to some degree. There are growing amounts of churches that are doing that now. Mm -hmm. Meeting House is one of them. Mm -hmm. My mom's actually a pastor for the Meeting House, ah. and um, and so this is a whole conversation that they have, and they and so they are affirming. They like yeah. they have gay pastors who work for them but they would also say I mean this is all public you yeah, go, yeah yeah you're not like speaking against them I'm no. not yeah. trying to speak against no. them they do a lot of great work if you want to hear more information google meeting house the third way I'll put it on the podcast notes mm -hmm. too. that's uh that's anybody listening it's about a couple day page document where they talk about and they're, they're a huge denomination I should probably say yeah, they have yeah. like tons of churches um so they have this third way which is kind of non-confrontational to it but it isn't celebrating gay yeah. relationships yeah and, but they do say that if you're gay, you can still work for us. Then there's the other side of it, which is the next thing, which I would, I would call gay celebrating. Yeah. Which is like, there is no question about this. You are meant to be here. Yeah. You are meant to be a pastor or whatever God has assigned yeah. you to do yeah. in our church. And as you, know, you are, this is a wonderful part of who you this are. This is a wonderful yeah. part of you, yeah. who you are. You are a color of our rainbow. Yeah, yeah. Of totally. our church's rainbow. It isn't a, we're like kind of over here and you're like shining over here. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. are fully yeah. a part of this. Yeah. And so you got like the Metropolitan Church is doing that. Mm -hmm. United is very similar to that. Mm -hmm. uh, Anglicans mm -hmm. who, are, who are also on mm -hmm. that kick. Because that yeah. was what I was going to say when it comes to safe spaces. For yeah. me, the first time I went to the Metropolitan Church mm -hmm. by myself, I sat in the back mm -hmm. and I wept mm -hmm. from like almost the beginning of the service to the end of it because it was so celebrated. Yeah. There was no feeling of I'm not meant to be here. Wow. I It was the first time I actually truly felt accepted in church. You I know, love my mom. Like yeah. She's great. She's yeah. an amazing pastor. Mm -hmm. She's an amazing speaker. Mm. But if I'm being honest with you, even with the meeting house, personally, right. I don't feel fully accepted, even though I know that I could work for them. It's the feeling of, 
I would want to be able to bring my boyfriend and worship yeah. with my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? That's the yeah. ter- type and of church I want to go to. despite being gay, but just being yourself. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, totally. You know, and in that in that space, there were legitimately boyfriends holding hands, mm, worshiping together. Cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. like <laughs> lesbian women yeah. with kids yeah. that were that were worshiping together, and their kids went up and had communion. You know, yeah. and it was it was legitimately full celebration. There was nothing sexual about it. It no. was just we're yeah. humans here. Totally. Well, it's not Except, like yeah. hetero couples in <laughs> yeah. churches is fully sexual, right? It's exactly. just like, no, now we just get to live our lives. And that's and the that's thing where, that I think yeah. so many Christians are terrified of. I know my mom, she told me numerous times, she's like, so like, sex? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's right? so funny how that like, is, yeah. And you're like, this isn't about sex. No, no. This isn't about it. But I think then there's like people, this interesting association. Yeah. Well, if you're gay, then you're a slut. And you're like, well, first of all, that's not slut shame. Second of all, that's not always one equals the other. And for a lot of people, they just, sure, they do want to be slutty. Fine, do it. But right. for a lot of people, they just want to live their lives. So it's like yeah. that interesting point of, I do want to be celebrated, but so that I can just be normal. You know, I want to be yeah. celebrated so that I can just have a family so and we don't have to talk about my orientation anymore. Normal. Yeah. I want to show up at a church picnic and no one's looking at me with my partner, you know, yes. because we're anything like, oh, or it's that weird thing of like celebrate me so that we mm-hmm. can just not talk about it all the time <laughs> like I don't totally. know if you've ever felt like that a bit. yeah I, I absolutely feel that way I mean I'm, mm. a, I'm a PK yeah so right. I'm like I'm pretty open with who I am at yeah. this point <laughs> I'm right. not hiding it anymore yeah and I brought my boyfriend to church once wow. to my mom's church mm-hmm. and the entire time I was thinking to myself I was like is this a statement you know yeah, yeah. am I making a statement right now hmm. am I trying to like hmm. do something that's against my mom am i making a statement beyond just am i being for me it still felt like you guys still have this policy that isn't 100 percent celebratory it's really not but uh but yeah i'm like i'm at this place and i'm like am i making a statement by having my partner here Mm -hmm. because i know that you accept me and i know that you affirm me and and i know that you have asked me at times to Mm -hmm. sing songs or whatever Mm -hmm. or be a, a member, yeah. like an active member of this no, establishment, not just, token, yeah. not just a token. But I'm also feeling that that question. You're aware, yeah. I'm aware of that. Whereas for me, if I were to take him to a celebratory, like a place where I knew it was celebrated, I wouldn't even think of that. Yeah. I would literally just be thinking about Jesus. Yeah. That's you would all be I would be focus. thinking about. You know what I mean? I would be yeah. focusing yeah. on what me and my own spirituality rather than how right. is my boyfriend feeling? Yeah. Is he feeling safe? Do I feel safe? You know, yeah. like, are we safe together? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. like, there's all these weird things that go through your totally. head like that. And so I know that it's scary to be in the closet in the church, depending on what spectrum your church is on you know it's it's Uh, terrifying i get it i mean i have friends who still message me quite Mm -hmm. often Mm -hmm. who work in churches and know that if they come out of the closet they'll lose their job Mm. one of them messaged me yesterday Mm. and was telling me this yeah and but frankly you're not going anywhere Mm -hmm. you as a human being are not going anywhere Mm -hmm. sure sexuality may be fluid but you can't change it Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be something that you can be like, oh, guess what? I'm going to wake up today and this is how I'm going to be. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, it's not going to shift mm-hmm. by your doing. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, A, find a friend that you trust mm-hmm. who doesn't go to your church. Mm-hmm. And that's not me to say that you shouldn't find somebody in the church that you trust. But first, find somebody who doesn't go to your, to your church. That's a great suggestion. Who is a Christian, mm-hmm. if you're a Christian, or, or if you're of another faith, find somebody who's of your same faith who doesn't go to 
yeah. your religious establishment and be open with them. Somebody that you trust. They can be your safety net, kind of. Because if it doesn't go well, it's not going to blow up in your whole world. You've got someone. You have, and if it goes well, mm -hmm. you have someone that at least you can start building a network mm. that is a safety net for you. That if something goes wrong later, which things sometimes do, and you have to know mm -hmm. when it goes wrong, you're going to get through it. Totally. Wow, that's great advice. Yeah. Um, something else I'd love to say mm -hmm. is once you're out, mm -hmm. you will see the people who are actually disagree with you and you will probably be surprised by it. Yeah. That's something I found that was that the biggest thing because yeah. I mean you, you always hear this whole thing of like it gets better which it does. Yeah. It absolutely gets better. That's a real thing. That's mm -hmm. the best part of it is that you're able to be yes. have this weight off your own shoulders. Mm -hmm. The thing you also need to know is that if you're coming out of the closet some people will agree and some people will disagree and that's mm. that's the hardest thing. I mean mm. for me like I said I was slowly coming out to people and then right. eventually I did a show. Like I said, I was always terrified of that phone call of being like, we heard right, you're gay. Right. And then it happened for me. Wow. Someone outed you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Holy Even God. though I had already been outing myself in a sense, like at this point I had already, I thought I was out of the closet mm -hmm. in a sense. Mm -hmm. And so it was to the point where I had been living openly with my friends mm -hmm. and my family mm -hmm. and going to churches that I thought sell, were at least affirming. Mm -hmm. And so I was performing at this, this is more the more recent story, I guess. I mean, it's mm. 2016 now. I was hired to do a show and I had done numerous shows there before I built their dance program. It was a whole thing. Mm. And, and I had made my entire family there. Mm -hmm. I'd made my chosen family there okay. at, this, at this church. And it, I considered my safe space and the whole deal. And then I got a call from the pastor and the director saying, we heard a rumor. It okay. happened separately, but it was in the but morning. But from the same church? From the same place, same day. It was like one person called me, yes. had this conversation, and then the next person called me, had the hour-long conversation. So the first person called me and they said, we, we heard a rumor that, and they didn't, didn't know how to say it, they're like, oh my gosh, I just, I, that you are gay. Whoa. And I was like, yeah, that's not a rumor, because at this point I was like, yeah. super accepting of myself. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, and I knew where he was going the second he started, yeah. he opened his mouth. Yeah. This, this person doesn't call me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Like, <laughs> I knew where it was going the second, mm. and I had been contracted to play the lead, well, not the lead, but like a pretty big role in the show coming mm -hmm. up. Anyway, they start to ask me questions, and they were like, how do you feel that this is okay? And so I just, I kind of went through what oh, I just explained to you yeah. with the whole Matthew yeah. thing and, and all that. And I'm like, oh, and that sucks because you're also, I didn't, did you feel defensive at all? Or were you really gracious through well, it? Like, I was, I was being very gracious yeah. at the time. Just like, I, explain yourself. You know? It was definitely an explain yourself. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I had prepared myself for this. If right. I'm being honest with you. Yeah. You were in that environment. You know that it could come at some I point. I knew that it could happen at any point mm -hmm. from any angle. Mm -hmm. And I was ready. But no matter how ready you are, you still feel this just like hit mm -hmm. where you're just like, oh my gosh, here we this go. This is happening. Yeah. This is happening and I have to actually do this. Right. And so I explained that I don't think that being gay is a problem. I think that God loves me. I think Jesus loves me who as I am and I mm -hmm. don't think that Jesus is going to change me. Mm. And I don't think that Jesus has a problem with me mm -hmm. dating a guy. And then they were like, we don't know what to do. That's what the first person said. He's like, I don't know what to do. And then I got a call from the director mm. and then I had the exact same conversation again. Wow. And then he was like, I don't know what to do. Mm. So then I got a call from both of them together in a conference call. And they say, okay, you know what? We think that you should still play this role, but you have to, you have to sign a contract saying that you won't date during the contract. 
You won't be in a relationship. You will take spiritual counseling after the the contract. After the contract? After the contract. I mean, during or after the contract? After the contract. Jesus. Sorry. <laughs> and <laughs> that you won't speak about this in the media thing. That was the yeah, third thing. Yeah, we had a bit of a media thing for our organization, too. And at first, I was like, I don't have a relationship. This is a short contract. I'm going to be done by December. I'm not going to meet somebody at that time. And I was like, maybe I can do that. And it was not a good choice. Hmm. Because I didn't sleep for the next night. Wow. I didn't sleep at all. Yeah. And I called my agent the next day and I was like, this is ridiculous. I can't do this. She was like, what What are you kidding me? Are yeah. You, this is insane. She's like, what are you going to do? And she's like, I know this is money. This is your livelihood. Because if you turn this down, you won't get another gig with them ever again. Yeah. And for me, I also love working in the church, period. Yeah. Like, it's, right. There's a lot of things where yeah. for me, I was like... Yeah. You weren't looking for a reason not to take the job. I wasn't looking for a reason yeah. not to take there the job. There were lots of takes to, yeah, reasons mm-hmm. to take the job. Right. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. My whole chosen family was in that show. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like the people I love. You couldn't bring yourself to sign it. I couldn't. Mm. For me, I, ethically, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And I called them mm-hmm. personally. And yeah. I mean, she sent an email, which I helped draft. Yeah, nice. And and I called them, and they were like, why can't you do it? you got to do the show. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, and I said very clearly, I was like, because this is ethically wrong. Yeah. Look, I was like, look, you wouldn't ask a straight person... Mm-hmm to not date mm-hmm. during your contract. I mean, under your purity clause, you might say don't be promiscuous mm-hmm. to a straight person, mm-hmm. but this is specifically because mm-hmm. of my orientation that you're mm-hmm. saying this. Mm-hmm. The, the, it's not like a question. It is... And the purity clause in of itself is pretty messed up, but let alone on top but of But like, it. just consistency. Yeah, exactly. I'm trying it's to not be like, equal. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm trying to be consistent here right. with, yeah. <laughs> with what I was trying to... Yes. Like, this is not consistent. Yeah. This is not ethical what you are doing. This right. is the definition... Of, of prejudice. Yes. Right? Yeah. And in action. Yeah. And did you just walk away quietly? Like, um, I walked away kind of quietly. I told a couple of people that were like my close friends. Yeah. But on the whole, I didn't tell people. Hmm. I didn't always talk about it really. I only talked about it to the small few. Mm-hmm. And I literally felt like I was back in the closet yeah. because I dealt with this thing mm-hmm. that now made me feel like I had shame. Mm-hmm. It just makes you feel unsafe around. You don't know who's talking it was yeah yeah, it was the whole idea of somebody told him that i shouldn't be in a show because i'm gay right that's what it means that's that's what that actually means. totally yes it's your congregation came to you said jj's gay so he shouldn't be able to do he shouldn't be able to read lines that you have given him and so i was silent about it partially because i think that their shows are fantastic and i wanted to support my chosen family and Mm -hmm. i didn't want to talk about the people that I love, I don't yeah. want to say anything yeah. bad about them. Yeah, and it's not Cause them because it's not even them. No, you know, what I mean? and even the person, the people who said these things, mm. I do care about these people mm. in massive ways. Yeah, still, and we don't talk anymore because of this. Fair. Well, not because of this at the time, because we, I mean, after that happened, mm-hmm. we had a conversation, but then eventually, two years later, I felt that I was just being so dishonest to everyone around me yeah. from not talking about what actually happened that I made a Facebook post about it and basically said everything I just said. And since then I haven't spoken with Mm. any of the leadership Mm. with that organization. Um, I mean, I tried and they wouldn't reach out and, and I know that they haven't changed their policies. I wish that they would just smarten up and be like, look, (laughs) you know, and the funny thing is actually, so Mm -hmm. after I made my post, I got a a message from somebody very influential in -hmm. that organization. Mm -hmm. The person who ran the organization before the current person who runs okay. the organization. And I yeah. found out that uh, that they left the organization because of something like this. At the time, the person in power, 
above this person mm-hmm. uh, was saying that they needed to have a sheet of paper that said that you can you had to sign it was basically a contract you had to sign saying that you weren't gay if you were mm. going on stage which I never saw personally but yeah. that was a document that was there and apparently the person before tried to get rid of that but but when the the church said that it needed to be a part of it this person was like I'm out fair totally fair yeah oh I have another question for you just mm-hmm. so then how have you arrived at the word pansexual because like mm-hmm. a lot of people also don't know what that means like right. you know yes. or that mm-hmm. I would imagine was also maybe a bit of a journey it was to a degree I mean I didn't okay so when, in, in talking about my sexuality early yeah. on one of the things I didn't mention is that sexuality for me was fluid growing okay. up oh. I when, as a little kid mm-hmm. I was pretty much fully bisexual uh, and then when I was about 11 or 12 mm-hmm. I stopped being attracted to girls most of the time. Huh, that's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And now, and and then like after all this stuff, my journey happened, mm-hmm. um, and I figured out that I was gay, so to speak, and yeah. I accepted that. Came comfortable with that. Then random days, I would notice that I was still attracted to, to girls, but it would only happen for a short period of time, right. and it was only to to people, and it wasn't just in a bisexual way. It was mainly to, to girls who I had an emotional connection with. Okay. Um. And and so like for in case people are wondering pansexual my definition of pansexual yeah yeah I'm curious because I also have my own definition yeah, yeah. is is that you're attracted to a person mm-hmm. more than you are to a sex totally um, that's what I would say anyway yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, like the sex um, or gender mm-hmm. is no longer the leading factor of it's if that's, not if that connection yeah. is even going to be possible you're just kind of exactly. open to like yeah well we'll see if this connection ends up mm-hmm. being that then that like sexual romantic great. It's yeah. not, but it's not, oh, well, we can't go there because you're, so I don't do totally. that. It's like. And, and honestly, with like, with guys personally, mm-hmm. there's been so many guys that would be considered cookie cutter stunning that I, I would go on a date with and just not. No. And like, I'd be like, oh, you're so great. But it's just not. Yeah, you're not feeling it. It was just not there. Totally. And then like. Well, yeah, because it's also be... not like when you're gay that you love well, totally. every person. Well, totally, like... <laughs> yeah. But I mean, but it, it would also happen on the on the flip side as well. Yeah, that yeah, some, yeah. Like, I mean, rarely, like like much more possible. rarely. But yeah. it was possible, and it was like a very sm- small amount of girls. So yeah. I did. I dated a couple. Of we, but it was like it was. It's a, it's a more small thing. So. Yeah. And that's why I, I realized I was pansexual and not specifically gay. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. But at least you had already swung the pendulum. So. It, yeah. Once you're mm-hmm. used to that, then you can kind of. I needed to like actually understand who I was. Totally. And I mean, now I'm dating a great guy who understands me and is on that. It's like fully there for me, which is great. That's wonderful to hear. Yeah. That's exciting. And it's weird because like, I'm rarely attracted to people. Like Mm. I'm so rarely attracted to people. People in general. In general. Oh, so just like okay, Mm -hmm. yeah. Like so that's why for me it was like very clear when I am attracted to somebody. It's like this is a moment. Yeah, it's not something I feel all the time every day. Yeah, Yeah. it's not a thing that happens all the time. I'm like, I mean, I can objectively say, oh my gosh, that person's so hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, in terms of like, I want to be with them. If you ever hear me saying, oh my gosh, that person's so hot, it almost never means oh my gosh I want to be with that person yeah, yeah, right yeah. now <laughs> you know what I mean? like just just like yeah. across the board that I don't know if I've ever actually said that but if that in ever that happened, way yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. yeah well thank you so much for like sharing and opening up so many things like thank I you. feel really honored to have you talk about this and yeah I really appreciate it I've learned a lot I've learned a lot about you too yeah kind of like you said things have changed where I think even if we have a long way to go people are open and I feel like people yeah. are being more and more open than they ever have been before, yeah. you know? 
So that's exciting. I would say that there's change happening, mm. but there needs to be more. Definitely. That's yeah. what I would say. I'm. It's just what it is. Totally. Yeah. Aw. Well, I'm glad that... Yeah, you seem to be like doing well. At oh least, yeah, like, life right is off really great. The, yeah, life is going great. It's true. Yeah. Do you have? Is there anything else you want to say before we sign off? I should ask that. I don't know if you guys are interested in music, but okay. uh, I'm an artist. You can find my music on Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple Music, anywhere where there's music. You know, YouTube, all the things mm-hmm. under John O Josh. That's J O N O J O S H. Yeah. Short for Jonathan Joshua. Uh-huh. Is there a song that you have that's kind of about this part of your journey at all, or not really? Yeah, actually, quite specifically, podcast, it's like, called Better. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. And the chorus goes, My soul's tired of all this buying of time, saying maybe it'll get better, mm. saying maybe it'll get better, thinking I've been thinking I'm done. Anyway, it goes on. And all the lyrics are pretty much about my journey in this Yay. side of things. Thank you. Thank you. In a few moments, I'll end us off with JJ's song, Better. But for now, thank you as always. And feel free to get in touch on Instagram, at Body and Wine Podcast, and share as freely as you please. If you are finding yourselves on a challenging part of your own journey with sexuality and or your faith, I hope that this podcast is just one of many ways that you find solidarity and strength for your road. And if you've arrived at a love of your skin, I am so, so happy for you. (laughs) I'll sign off and leave you with John O'Josh and better.
thinking, I've been thinking 